In this episode, Dave is going to tell you all about a museum artifact which he would love to have in his collection. And it's small. Very small. Please do get in touch with your favorite museum artifacts and let us know the stories behind them. You can find us at Space and Things 1 on Twitter and Space and Things Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, please do that. But right now, we hope that you enjoy the latest episode of Space and Things Podcast. I'm Emily Carney. And I'm Dave Giles, and welcome to this week's episode. So this is an episode which we recorded a while back just in case something happened, which meant we couldn't get an episode recorded this week. Regular listeners should know the drill by now, but if this happens to be the first episode you listen to, there is just one thing missing from our normal schedule, which is an up-to-date rundown of the latest spaceflight news stories. But fear not, they'll be back next week when we have twice as many to cover. But right now, on with the show. Hello. All right. So last time we did one of these shows, Dave asked me to talk about an artifact at a museum that I'd most like to take home. So this time it's his turn to do all the work. Dave, talk to us through an artifact that you'd most like to keep and why you think it's so important. Okay, so first of all, I'm still not over the fact that your item wasn't from Skylab. But anyway, my choice, it's very small. It's Deke Slayton's astronaut lapel pin. So before I get into the pin, let's have a little look at the history of astronaut pins. So on December the 6th, 1961, Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom, who were the first two Americans to fly into space, were presented with the US Navy's and the US Air Force's first astronaut wings, respectively, at a joint ceremony held at the Pentagon. Now, the wings represented the the two branches' aviator badges, but were modified with a device in the middle featuring a five-pointed star with three trailing rays passing through a halo. And this is what they had to wear when they were in their military outfits. But for their civilian wear, i.e. their business suits, the Mercury astronauts had a a different pin. It was uh, the symbol for the planet Mercury merged with the Arabic numeral 7. But when the next group of astronauts arrived, it was decided that they needed a new pin, which (laughs) could be used for all future astronauts, and it's still used to this day. So... The new astronaut pin was organised by another of the Mercury 7, Wally Sharar, and it took its design from the centre feature of that military pin, the five-pointed star with the three trailing rays which passed through a halo. Now, each astronaut was presented with a silver pin until they had flown to space when they received a gold one. So why would I like Deke Slayton's pin? Well, it's a -a one-of-a-kind pin, and the story behind it is rather heartbreaking. So Deke, whose real name is Donald Kent Slayton, was the only one of the Mercury 7 who didn't have a Mercury flight because he was grounded in 1962 by doctors who noticed that he had an irregular heartbeat. The other astronauts rallied around him and lobbied for him to become the head of the astronaut office, which meant he chose the crews as well as selecting new astronauts. Now, when he announced that his good friend Gus Grissom uh, was going to be the commander of the first Apollo mission, Gus wanted to do something for his old friend Deke. Deke and Gus were really good friends. So the crew of Apollo 1 planned to take to space a gold lapel pin and present it to Deke on their return. However, 
Gus knew that Deke wouldn't accept that standard gold pin indicating an astronaut had been to space, so they designed one with a diamond placed where the star was. Now, I'm sure all of you who are listening know about the Apollo 1 fire and the fact that the crew died in a fire on a routine test in the spacecraft on the launch pad. Now, Deke happened to be in the blockhouse just a short distance away from the launch pad and heard the crew calling out over the radio. Before the test, he'd even considered sitting in the footwell of the capsule to try and help figure out the communications problems that were happening, but it was determined that they wouldn't be able to give him one of the headsets unless they kept the hatch open and ran a cable into the capsule, which would have meant the test couldn't have happened properly. After the fire, the three widows of the crew decided that they wanted to present Deke with this pin anyway. Uh, Here's a quote that Deke said in his book, Moonshot, the the book that he co-wrote with Alan Shepard that came out after Deke died. It says, Since what those guys planned could now never happen, the wives, for whatever reason, chose this, the saddest and grimmest occasion in their lives, to present that pin to me. I was absolutely overwhelmed, flattened. It was a gesture I'll never forget. Now, he wore this pin all the time. It was one of his most prized possessions. And in fact, he let Neil Armstrong fly the pin to the moon on Apollo 11 when Neil asked to take it. Uh, obviously recognising the significance of the pin. Now, as many of you will know, Deke did eventually go to space. He never gave up and always kept himself fit and tried to stay as healthy as he could. He sought out various treatments for the heart problem and in the end, after a medical review, was granted flight status in March 1972. And he was given the role of docking pilot in the Apollo Science mission, which took place in July 1975, when he was 51, which made him the oldest astronaut at that time. Now, Deke Slayton unfortunately died at the age of 69 in 1993 of a brain tumour. Uh, and it was then not until April 2010 when the pin resurfaced at an auction by Bonhams. Now, it's hard to find out much about what happened in that auction. Uh, the website just says there was an auction that has the estimated price, which is eighty dollars to $120,000. It doesn't say who, who bought it or even if it actually sold. Um, but the next place it turns up is at the Museum of Flight in Seattle. According to their website, Neil Armstrong was personally involved in developing an exhibit to honour Slayton and in securing a permanent home for Slayton's pin. And the museum was selected for this honour, and I quote, by Armstrong, other astronauts and friends of the Slayton family in 2011, which was obviously a year after that auction. And it was during the museum's September 22nd, 2012 Wings of Heroes Gala, where the jewel was ceremoniously granted to the museum by Apollo 17 astronaut Gene Cernan and the widow of Apollo 1 astronaut Roger Chaffee, Martha. This would have been just a few weeks after the death of Neil Armstrong. Now, I was fortunate enough to go to the museum in 2019 as I was on this big tour of air and space museums, which I've spoke about before, to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. And the museum was hosting the Apollo 11 command module Columbia at that time. This was a logistical nightmare for me as Seattle was nowhere near any of the places I actually wanted to go to. But I couldn't do that trip and not see the Apollo 11 command module as part of the celebration. So I flew there from Houston on July 22nd and went to the museum and then went back to the 
the airport afterwards and flew back to Dallas later that evening. Um, obviously, they have a number of items which were there on tour with Columbia, but they also have a fantastic collection of items themselves, including the pin, which I had no idea was there until I was stood there looking at it. And I was absolutely overcome with emotion. It's such a beautiful pin, but knowing the story behind it, it just it just really got to me. I can't explain it. Yeah. I think I would break down if I saw it because um, if you look at, I mean, I know you've seen, you've looked at this, but if you look at any of Slayton's portraits, it's in the portrait, like any on his lapel. And it's just very like, oh, yeah. it's very, oh God, I'm getting emotional now. It's very touching. It's very touching. I think it humanizes him and the other astronauts because, you know, these were test pilots. They were used to their friends dying uh, in that, in that field and they very rarely showed emotion about those kind of things publicly and and the fact that he treasured this pin so much and that you know that, that Neil took it to, to on Apollo 11 all those things just highlight the fact that these guys did have emotions oh yeah and they just showed it in different ways and I think that's the one of the reasons why I love this pin so much because it really humanizes these often stoic military figures uh, and I think that's such an important thing for for people to see and to understand about these people yeah if you read Deke's book uh the, the book he did with Michael uh, Cassett uh Deke yeah I I forgot I haven't read the whole thing in a while I've kind of just jumped through bits and pieces of it for stuff. But um yeah, when he talks about Apollo one, it's like he you could just tell like he doesn't even really want to talk about it because he's just like gutted about it. He just says it's, it was the worst day. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that pretty much says it. And yeah, not one of those one of those guys from back, you know, in the day who didn't really express their emotions, but you knew it was there type of thing. So yeah. It's. I don't know if I could. Oh my god! If I saw the pin myself, I think I would just break down because I just I've seen it in like every picture of Deke, you know, after 1967, and he's wearing it on his lapel. You can just tell like this is like it, obviously it's something that means a lot to him, you know, and yeah, and to have it, you know, given to him by his best friend, you know, yeah, in in his absence, it's just wow. It really. Ooh, that that one is a like a sucker punch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, e even just the fact. I mean, if the fire hadn't happened, even the fact that Gus got it made for him because he, he what didn't think he was going to be able to go to space and wanted him to feel part of the group and and not just part of the group wanted him to feel special as part of the group because he considered him to be special as part of the group. Yeah. It's just an inc incredible thing anyway. Forget then what happened to Gus, which magnifies the whole thing yeah. even more. It was still yeah. a powerful gesture. From the little I know about Slayton, I know when he was cut from being able to fly, I mean, personally, I think it was stupid. I don't think he ever should have been, but he probably would have been okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. Obviously, he was just really heartbroken, and it's like, it sounds so stupid now, but back then, you know, there was sort of this insinuation if something was wrong with your health, you know, you were less of a man, something yeah. like that, you know, so I'm sure there was all, you know, I'm sure people were talking about that in the press and stuff like that, you know, and just, uh, this had to have been a really just heartbreaking time for Slayton, even if he didn't show it outwardly. 
So just, yeah, like you said, just having them do that gesture to show, hey, you're one of us, even though you haven't been able to go to space yet. Because he did eventually. Eventually he did go, which is awesome. It, it, of all the, the the seven, I think his story is possibly my favorite just because of, of how it all panned out for him and how he just persevered. Uh, I, I just... I just find him fascinating and I find this pin fascinating as well, which is why if I could just have one, it would be this. But I also, just, I just love the astronaut pins as well. I think it's such They're a beautiful, beautiful pin, the silver and the gold one. So uh, interestingly, Alan Bean, the fourth person to walk on the moon, was responsible for leaving two pins on the lunar surface. Uh, one belonged to the late Clifton C.C. Williams, who'd been replaced on the crew uh, after he died, after Clifton died, which is really powerful that he did that. And he also left his own silver pin there uh, because he knew he'd be getting a gold one when he <laughs> when he came back. So he said it will be there for millions of years uh, wow. until, or until some f- tourist finds it and brings it back to Earth. So maybe that will end up in a museum as well. But hopefully not. Hopefully that will get to stay there. Who knows? Maybe someday. I don't know. That would be very weird. I love it when these pins end up in popular culture as well. So in in uh, From the Earth to the Moon, the, the Tom Hanks thing, they, they, they cover this subtly without going into detail but if you know it's really powerfully done but even in for all mankind the the, the when, when tracy stevens got yeah. her, her badge and when gordo presented to her that was such a great moment it was such a great moment it was one of one of the moments and i don't know if it's because i got the significance of the badge or, or, or the pin or whatever it was or i'm caught up in that uh, in the in the visuals of that but that really got to me that scene in season one i loved it yeah, and it was fictional, but you know, it did. It, it, I found it really touching because I felt like, oh my god, there's there was a lot of symbolism there. You know that he was giving a pen to his wife. You know, and yeah, they were equals. You know, yeah, and absolutely, we, we could get more into that, but we're gonna start crying some more. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if if I could have just that one item at home, I would love to have Deke's pin. I know I would treasure it and 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 worship that thing every day. I would have That's a shrine a- built in its honor uh, for that for such a small thing. When his son uh, Kent put it up for auction some years ago, I was like, oh man, like I was angry because I was like, I was terrified some private collector would get it and it would just kind of like they wouldn't know the significance of it like i was honestly terrified that you know somebody would get it and it would end up in the wrong hands or something but knowing that it's at the um museum in seattle and just knowing that it's being treated with the reverence that it deserves to be treated with because uh, it is an important i think it is an important artifact from space history because it kind of just you know, it's the first chief astronaut. You yeah. know, and Deke Slayton, he's kind of synonymous. Like, if you watch, going back again to, like, you know, from the Earth to the Moon and for all mankind and for all, you know, all this TV shows about space, whether they're semi-factual or whether they're fictitious, Deke Slayton is, like, the you know, the head of the astronauts, you know? He's kind of like this, he's like this larger-than-life figure, you know? And yeah. um, even in, I mean, I never met the guy, but even in real life, like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I remember as a kid, like, um, seeing one of the first shuttle launches and he was like wearing like some loud shirt or something like that. He was still an astronaut and he went to the, he was going to the pad or something with the crew, like, or he was going before them just to look outside at all the reporters. He's wearing some like loud 1980s stuff 
like button up polyester shirt. And I and you saw him come out and people like, oh, that's, you know, people like that's Deke, you know, and he was like a he was like his own star kind of because he was the head astronaut and or he'd been the head astronaut. So he was kind of ubiquitous. And I was just worried it would get in the wrong hands. And I was like, man, you know, this is somebody who's such a personality. you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, and the very little I've heard about Deke from people like Ed Gibson was that they loved him as a boss. So not everybody did, but I know Ed Gibson was like, I thought he was the greatest boss ever. Like, I know he and Deke got along really well. Well, this is the interesting point, isn't it? That I couldn't find who bought the pin. And yet somehow Neil Armstrong was involved in getting it to the... And and the the website says, uh, uh, plus uh, other astronauts and friends of the Slayton family. It makes me feel like there may have been a collective of people who respected him, his friends who bought the pin and made sure it ended up being owned by the museum. And I really liked the, that idea. I've got no no evidence to back that up, but based on the on the research I've done and there's no evidence of who bought it, well, maybe there is, I just couldn't see it. And if someone does know, please let us know. Um, I find that re- idea really romantic. But yeah, this, this one pin, it's just magnificent. I mean, we, we've now spoken about it for ages, but one tiny little thing can just trigger so many stories. And I think that's why this one pin is so important. And and it's the kind of thing that people would walk past as well at a museum and not necessarily get the significance of it because it's so small. Uh, but it's so important. On a, on a day when they had the Apollo 11 command module there and that was the focus of why I was there, I wasn't expecting to see it and I'm so glad I went around and made sure I looked at everything and then saw that and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my. And it really, really got to me, just the whole significance of it. Anyway, if you're ever in Seattle, it's a great museum, definitely worth checking out. Uh, they've got the original red barn for, uh, that, that a Boeing had where they started building aeroplanes. They've got that, you know, it's amazing. They've oh, got the wow. first uh, 747. They've got one of the Air Force Ones. Uh, they've got a load of great, and they've got the one of the shuttle simulators as well, which you can book a, a, a tour of, which I've done, which is amazing. They've got some wow. really, really cool artifacts in there. I need to check it out eventually. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's and it's in a wonderful. It's like it's wonderful. You've got to go. You've got to go. And the, the airstrip outside is still working, so you see jets coming in and out. It's great. Anyway, uh, yes, Deke Slayton's pin. That's my choice. <laughs> awesome. Sting me. Okay, I know you're having a lot more fun up there than we are down here, so stay with it. Roger that. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, please consider hitting that share button. Our marketing department still doesn't have any employees. So every time <laughs> you put our podcast into the ears of your friends, you're really helping us out. Yep. The best form of marketing is a personal recommendation. So thanks to all who continue to do that for us. We'll be back next week with all the latest from the world of space. But don't forget that in space, no one can hear you stream. Space and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.